0: We thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Sorry to keep you waiting tonight, Chris. I had a flat tire.
1: Uh, that's what I heard.
0: Yeah, yeah, somebody told me. Actually, it was you, Phil. You texted me. I I, I have the worst luck with flat tires. Maybe it's because I don't rotate them enough. Maybe it's because I just kind of run them down like I'm Max Verstappen.
1: Uh, how many times have you
0: gotten a flat tire in the last year? In the last year, two. Two in the last year. Okay. What about the year before that? I don't recall, but I've had a lot of them. Probably two. Probably two, sure. Probably two
1: a year. I don't know the last time I had a flat tire, Phil.
0: Well, this time around, Chris, I changed it in 11 minutes because I knew we had to get to this recording and I was like pretty much panicked. So here we are. Made it. Tires changed. Got the donut on. And now I know what tomorrow's going to look like. Well, Phil, I'm glad you're safe. That's all I got to (gasps) say. Do you mean that? Yeah. yeah. Do you really mean that?
1: I mean, the alternative, I guess, would be like you splattered on the side of a highway
0: and that's... And it would just be a lot of work to find a new co-host, is what you're
1: saying? Well, a lot of people would probably be sad, and yeah, it's just that's not ideal. Like your wife and kids, and
0: and me. Are you worth more dead than alive? I feel like I'm worth more dead than alive. Uh, are you calculating your future earning potential? What if What if I'm factoring in my my future
1: debt potential? Sure. That. <laughs> uh, what about your future s- smile giving
0: potential? Aww. That's That's got to be worth something. Yeah, implicit value you just can't put a price tag on it. So how are you? Are you ready for New Year's? This is our New Year's episode. I don't know if you do that. Ah, uh, Phil. Yes, sure. As ready as I think I'm going to get
1: because time does not stop, Phil. The world spins madly on. Ah, uh, Phil. New years are, are are we ever ready for new years? For a new year, for this year to be done. Probably yeah. Actually, pretty much every year, I think that, that was a
0: dumb question. Is the new year ever ready for you? I don't know. Is this is this just an episode about our feelings towards the new year reflection, and I don't know, it's like to to look to, to be hopeful toward what what twenty twenty two might bring. I don't know. I not really. I actually do have some content I wanted to hit on, and it doesn't have anything to do with the new year's. However, it does have something to do with your favorite thing in the world, Chris, which is alcohol. I thought you were going to say nachos. Do you like those? Uh, Like, what's your favorite way to do nachos? I don't know the last time I had them. I don't hate them.
1: How would you prepare them? Uh, I would do more to them than just, you know, the fake yellow, orangish cheese and, and chips. I think they would need to have some type of substance to them, whether that's a meat or, you know, some additional vegetables. Grilled onions and... I don't
0: know, Phil. Yeah, grilled onions for sure. I think it'd be pretty tasty. I think like a good Italian nachos can be pretty tasty. Yeah. Like some sausage is not the worst thing to have atop some nachos. And then with like some sort of sauce tomat to go with it. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. But dad's kitchen is weird. So just playing along. Well, I can't think of a better segue than nachos to dive into the big question that looms us all. Christopher why proper way to saber a bottle of champagne does champagne, champagne give you a hangover why does it give us headaches what's oh, the deal phil, with it phil 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 yeah that's a great question why why does it phil did you know there's actually a scientific reason behind it so says the internet uh,
1: yeah i've I've heard a couple of reasons uh, i'm curious though phil as to uh, the ones that you're going to dive into.
0: Well, I, you know, I, I think some of it has a little bit to do with the sugar, but then again, so do so many other delicious drinks, and those don't seem to affect us quite as much. So I don't think it's the sugar. Uh, I, I feel like there might be some other, some other reason. And from what I can gather, Chris, it, it has a lot to do with the CO2 levels and the, the, the carbonation, the way it absorbs into the blood. It just causes. The alcohol to absorb into your blood just a little bit sooner. And you can you can get a headache like long before you're even finished drinking. At least yeah. I do. I get headaches okay. all the
1: time with the, with this stuff. I guess I didn't totally understand your question there, Phil. I thought maybe you're you're asking like why do we get hangovers? why do we get hangovers in general? The carbonation and the acceleration of the sparkling wine hangover is
0: interesting. Okay, now I'm actually super fascinated to learn why we get hangovers at all, because that wasn't wasn't um part of my notes here and it but if you haven't figured it out yet i do want to talk about champagne tonight and prosecco and kind of the differences between them and the pros and the cons and which one you like more and what goes best with what but i don't think anybody cares about that chris i think everybody wants to know why you get a hangover
1: Uh, i was just gonna say let's focus on the fun stuff so champagne away phil
0: have you ever been there by the way no champagne illinois i've been to lake champlain have you champlain so you might have known That there is a difference between champagne and Prosecco.
1: Well, there is uh, a regional difference, Phil. Yeah. And, you know, we come from different countries and there are quite a few regulation differences due to those regional differences because France has some tighter and different regulations on what uh, champagne can actually be versus like what, you know, a Prosecco from Italy Mm -hmm. can be. And they probably have some differences in uh, the grapes that they actually use. I feel like I'm probably missing some though, Phil. So,
0: Yep. I mean, by and large, you've kind of hit it right on the head. Champagne comes from France and Prosecco comes from Italy. Those are kind of like the two most glaring differences. But you're right. There's also some differences in the way that they're made. Champagne uses a wide variety of grapes, i.e. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Meunier. Am I saying that right? You took French in high school. I did that. Yeah, that sounds fine. That sounds fine to me, Phil. Go for it. Whereas the Prosecco uses, and this is just, I feel like we got lazy with this one, or at least Italy did, but they just use the Prosecco grape and they're like, sure, let's call it that. Champagne has more carbonation than Prosecco. So Chris, if you don't like headaches, maybe stick to Prosecco if the internet's right. And then there's- And you can save some money too. Yep. Because Prosecco is way cheaper than Champagne. And then also there's like a a really fascinating uh, little tidbit on the way that they're fermented. Champagne- goes through their second fermentation in the bottle whereas prosecco and this is kind of where maybe some of the reasons why it's cheaper than champagne their second fermentation actually takes place It's just like a giant vat a giant steel tank like an aquarium is how i imagine it yeah it's probably the same thing they might have fish yeah, they, they, they might have some fish in there, the prosecco. Do you not like it?
1: Do you do you prefer champagne? No, I do. Uh, no, no, no. I, I I don't I don't dislike prosecco. Here's a question, Phil. Are there various levels of sweetness to prosecco since they're only using one grape? You know, like there are to champagne, where you have like brutes and dries and demi and all that jazz. Because I do think of prosecco as being generally a a bit sweeter than champagne, or than certain types of champagne can be. So maybe, maybe that's why I tend to skew towards other types of, of uh, sparkling wine. Just because I think I, you know, I obviously feel it depends on what you're pairing it with. If it's on its own or if you're making a, a cocktail out of it, uh, the, the level of sweetness kind of can be up to your personal preference.
0: Okay, that was a really long question. Yeah, it's similar to how champagne can have like a dry and the opposite of dry. I don't want to call it wet. What's the opposite of dry? sweet okay sure yeah I mean, so they are like, gonna call it they're gonna call it different things like a a, a sec or a demi sec you'll have a, a dry or a brute well and that's exactly what what you're gonna find with your prosecco uh there's actually six different levels of sweetness with prosecco and they and they all vary uh you know you've got your you, you do have a, a brute variety um but then then you've also got a sec secco which i think is kind of fascinating and they all just have to do with like the residual sugars but by and large yeah Prosecco's a little bit sweeter. And if I'm being honest, Chris, it's the one I prefer. Well, I'll keep that in mind next time, Phil.
1: And I, I don't know when the next time I'm buying champagne for you is, but, or Prosecco rather,
0: but I'll keep it in mind. Well, what if you were to buy me a bottle of Dom Perignon? Would I turn it down? I don't think so, but I guess there's only one way to find out. And if you're curious, Chris, good old Dom, she was the one that actually introduced uh, this whole concept of champagne to France way back in 1693. And then the Italians were like, not so fast, France. We've got our own version. A dude by the name of Carpagna Molavati, Carpagna, I think? Oh, yeah, 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 Carpagna. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. you know, good old carpo. Old oh, carpy. Yeah, you did mention the fish. So anyway, so that was that was kind of introduced. Well, that's that's where the tradition comes from, Phil. It's, it's an homage to carpy. That's
1: right. It's part of the regulations, they have to, you know, put carp in the Prosecco and that's where the phrase Carpe Diem comes from is like, you know, you got to like go seize your daily fish from the Prosecco bat.
0: Everybody knows that. Everybody always says that. So I know that you're a cultured one, so worldly, and you really enjoy to, you know, impress your, your New Year's Eve guests. With some fancy cocktails, Chris, have you ever had a classic champagne cocktail?
1: Depends on what type of classic champagne cocktail you're talking about, but yeah, probably. Uh, are you talking about kind of like a, a champagne cocktail that would be uh, simple, a little bit of bitters and champagne over rocks, or maybe something like a uh, a Prince of Wales
0: that is a sugar cube? And uh, are, are you going to go over all these? You and your fish. References? No, I've not heard of the Prince of Wales. That sounds pretty amazing. It's a type of champagne cocktail. So the 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 classic, though, Chris, the classic champagne cocktail. And no, I wasn't going to go through all of these. I'm hoping that you will. But the classic champagne cocktail is really kind of a fascinating one, where you, you you take your sugar cube, like you mentioned, and then you take your Angostura and you you kind of like flip the bottle over and douse it and douse yeah. it, yeah. And you can actually like rest your sugar cube underneath the bottle of Angostura, and just let it kind of just do the opposite of capillary action. I don't know what that's called. I think it's just called leaking. So you just like let it leak out <laughs> into, the, into the sugar cube and then toss that into an empty champagne flute, fill that baby up with champagne, and you've got yourself a cocktail. So is it over ice? I've not had it over ice. I think it depends
1: on the sweetness of the champagne that you have because the the sugar cube isn't going to totally dissolve. Into the champagne. So sometimes it is nice to have like a little bit of uh, extra sweetness to help balance things out and create more of a uh, a rounded flavor profile rather than just the champagne. So like a little simple. And honestly, you could throw a dash or two of, of uh, bitters in there as well. And honestly, either Ango or Peychaud's works pretty well. What about some
0: chocolate bitters? And I don't know about that one. You can try it. Like chocolate-covered grapes? I don't know what that would be like. Yeah, oh, the... well, you like chocolate-covered raisins. See, Chris, do you see this full circle that's happening before your eyes? No. I,
1: there's, I'm not sure where this is going. But actually, Phil, as I'm thinking about this, I can think of a couple of things that would be really nice. Angostura, maybe a little bit of orange bitters, bar spoon of orange blossom water, and some simple. I kind of want to go try that.
0: With the champagne, obviously. So do I. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, have you ever had a French 75? No, I was actually just looking this up uh, tonight, though, and I don't need to talk about it because you've obviously had it. Go. No, no, no. I'm I'm curious. What did you, what did you see on it? I, I actually do really like them. Yeah, it's like a super classy little New Year's Eve cocktail made with gin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's got some simple, some lemon juice, and then, of course, your champagne. I thought you didn't like gin, though.
1: No, I... What? Yeah. Phil, gin is fantastic. I think... If I was to build like a super, super simple, I don't know, if I was to do like a six bottle bar, gin and rye, you can make so many cocktails out of those two. I think all of the greats can be made with gin and
0: rye. So yeah, I, I, I can't you there. on it but Yeah, 100%. I'm not really the disagreeable type though. So say you want to not just entertain your guests with some imbibing deliciousness. Say you want to feed them too. What are you serving? Tell me. I, I mean, you're already serving nachos. So a couple times
1: for New Year's, a few times, enough times that it felt like a little bit of a tradition for a while. We would, I think we've even talked about it. There's like this baked mussel.
0: I think we had that we an entire make. episode
1: on it, didn't we? And we did. Uh, we totally did. Was yeah. that one of our early in the kitchens? I think it was. Yeah, so that one. Yeah, so I would say that that has been a little bit of a tradition for us. So that that would absolutely be a go-to. I want to
0: say it's ground almonds. I feel like the ground almonds were soaked in lemon juice. Am I making this up? Probably. We do
1: have we do have the recipe back in that in the kitchen episode. The show notes for that episode, or just the whole episode itself.
0: Yeah, perhaps I'll post the show notes of that episode in the show notes of this episode. There you go, or at least a link to one of the, yeah. one of the yeah one of the. The options there. Do you serve cake on New Year's? I can't say that we ever have. Is this cake a thing for you? No, it's not. I don't celebrate the new year at okay. all. That's not true. I don't know. I just said that. I think we're more like grazing board type, and not because there's really anything special or celebratory with it, but just because it's easy.
1: Yeah, the same. Same with us. And that's that's kind of how the muscles fall in nicely. To that uh, spread is, it's very much a grazing
0: thing as well. Yeah. So like, you know, thankfully I think the charcuterie fad is kind of maybe morphing into something else, but not that there's anything wrong with that in general, but it, you know, it's had its moment. It's had its time in the sun. So maybe that's like the one time a year that we still do it is New Year's. If you do it less often, it becomes more special. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: There's, there's a joke in there somewhere too.
0: Okay. Well. You mentioned at the beginning that you had the reason as to why we get hangovers. I know that people are super interested in in why that is, but maybe they feel like reading. Maybe they feel like starting off the year with with a good, I don't know, article. Do people read articles anymore? If they do, I'll post them in the show notes because there is some kind of fascinating content there as to why we get hangovers. There's an article? There's probably a lot of articles. Oh, I'm sure. No, I didn't know if you were referencing a specific one. No, none. None whatsoever. Chris, I had a flat tire tonight. I don't have anything else to say. That's fine, Phil.
1: Flat tires are uh, emotionally taxing and can be physically taxing experiences as well, Phil. Good beer, though. Uh, yeah? What, what kind? What do, you, what do you have?
0: No, just the... It was a really poor joke. Uh, yeah. We should be done with that one. Well, I can only think of one other way to celebrate what it was and how we can look forward to the future, Chris. And it's five stars. Would you give us five stars? Would you? Would you pay us on the both Spotify respect? and Apple? Yes, because you can now rate on both. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cute? Thanks,
1: Spotify. Have you given us five stars in Spotify?
0: Yes, I have. Have you? That'd be cheating. Wait, are you the bot that downloads all our episodes? Do you remember that? One? What was that episode? It was an in the kitchen one, and it just went crazy in California. It had like all those downloads. Do you remember that? I do. I don't remember what it was. Was it like the I feel like it might have been like the green chili episode i can't remember but now we know chris is the bot so happy new year chris you too phil and you stay classy I'll see you in 2022
1: yeah enjoy your pints of flat tire